Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. I'm David Villa, and I am here with the one and only Diana Villa. How are you this morning? Good morning. Doing wonderful. Ready for a great week? It is going to be a great week. You feel make it a great week. That's right. Don't you just have like an expectation though? This is going to be a good week. It's going to be a great week. Amen. Do you have that expectation? Are you believing God for this to be your week? Amen. This can be your week. And David, Dave, wait a second. The Psalms 118 says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Save us and send success and prosperity. That's 24 and 25. And so Dave, that's really every day. So it's every week God makes, and it's true, but this could be the, what's, so what's different about this week? And here's the thing, you're in this week and you have the ability to take this clean slate and apply God's word in every place that you did not apply it last week. You have the ability to apply God's word in every situation that you're facing. And that is a choice. And it's in the, we're in the front of the week. So I, I'm just going to encourage you to do that as we jump into pace your race this week. And I believe this. I believe that you'll hit the finish line. I know we have some, I don't know if this is NASCAR or Indy 500. Matias is flip-flopping. I mean, like he was a NASCAR. First of all, he's from Argentina, my son-in-law. I didn't even think they had NASCAR there. And then he liked NASCAR, got it tattooed up on his arm and everything, little flags. And that's, that's, that's a redneck sport, and he's Argentinian. And then now he's into Indy 500, so I don't know. I think he just likes to drive fast. I think he just likes good cars. Anyway, we're going to talk about Pace Your Race this morning and this week. And um, hope you guys are excited about it. Share the show if you're watching. And uh, let's jump right into it, babe. Um, you know, first thing I think that I wanted to kind of bring up, just because I think that it's important before you pace the race to realize you're in one, you know, um, and but before we get into that, I mean, just some things I think about when I think of pacing the race, I think about it as a younger, um, you know, teenager, maybe early teens when I was in uh, middle school, mostly middle school, I can recall this, where we had track and field and and I remember running like long distance, you know. I was more of a sprinter. I didn't like really long distance. And I, we would run, you know, a mile or you'd run, you know, 800 meters. And I remember as a sprinter, as somebody who, you know, by default doesn't really pace myself, you know. In other words, that wasn't something that I learned naturally. It was just, you know, I would just go. And I remember being, you know, getting off to a fast start and thinking that, you know, no matter what, that was my strategy. My go-to strategy was just just come out of the gates blazing. And every time, no matter how much that hurt me, I mean physically hurt me, and of course cost me the race, I, that was always my go-to strategy. Just, just pedal to the metal. You know, this is going to be different, you know, and this time's going to be different and this time's going to be different. And no matter what, you know, it seemed like the experts of those races knew what they were talking about. And they talked about, you know, always, you know, pacing yourself so that you had something left in or the tank. Or bring someone in your life that's going to pull you back. <laughs> hold you back? Is that what you said? Pull you back oh, pull. <laughs> to pace you. I thought she said hold. That would be me. That would be you. That's right, baby. 
That's right. You know, I, when I think of a race, I think of preparation. You know, you have to prepare beforehand. If you're really going to be good in a race, um, you know, our son was in um, cross country and track and field in school. And I remember the night before they were eating very specific things. So their body was fueled and ready. And how much is that like our spiritual life that we plan on getting into a battle or a race and we haven't prepared our heart or our mind or our spirit to enter into that race. That's why daily, you know, devotions with the Lord, time with the Lord is necessary because if we go into a race that we might not even know we're getting ready to get into, if we haven't prepared ourselves, we're going to give out before the end. So it's really important, I think, in, in life that you have to prepare yourself regularly, be drinking regularly, eating, drinking water, fluids. <laughs> Let me clarify. <laughs> um, um, eating proper nutrition. You know, you're not going to be able to win, win a um, triathlon eating Snickers and um, cake. You know, you're going to have to put in a, the right amount of protein and the right amount of carbs and the right amount of fats. So all of those things are really necessary. So I think it's important when you know, especially, you know, prepare the, the best you can, but also if you know you're getting ready to go into something, preparing properly. And can I just say this, and hopefully you would agree that Yes, you need someone in your life, if you're like me, to pull you back. Sometimes you have to get in the race and you can over-prepare. Yeah, that's you can true. Prepare, that's me. You can that's prepare. Me think, I mean, look at that. You can prepare to the place where you're not even ready to start the race. Isn't that crazy? You can get ready and not be ready. And, um, and, and so, you know, so there's a balance there. So I, I get one of the things I wanted to, to jump into, but anyway, yeah, there's all kinds of stories. And I'm sure we're going to share these types of things throughout the week because I just remember if you don't pace yourself, you get cramps. You know, if you don't, if you don't pace yourself properly, you know, um, you can come up limping, you know, you can get exhausted and, you know, out of breath and fatigued and um, winded. And there's a lot of things that we are and could, I'm sure, are going to get into this week and today and what have you. But I, would, I just wanted to really take the first day, at least the first my first comment, my first section here to just let you know that, you know, that you have a race to run. And if God is your partner, you know, make your plans big. R listen, I, what I'm, well, here's what I mean by that. I don't mean, I don't, we talked about little things, you know, we, we talked about that, how significant they are, but I'm just going to tell you that you serve and remind you that you serve a big God. And so some people have mistaken an idea, must have mistaken idea that God is pleased if we keep our lives small as if God is intimidated or infuriated by big dreams. And I'm just going to say, I, I don't believe that could be any further from the truth. The Bible teaches that God is, it's God himself by the Holy Spirit who causes us to dream dreams and see visions in Joel 2.28. Um, Peter, when he stood up, he said, you know, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he, and he talked about your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. And, you know, Hebrews 12 truths. Two declares that God is the Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith, and so, you know, um, the repeated example of the Bible is that trusting God causes our destiny to reach far beyond our natural limitations. The trick, I think, is trusting to do it His way, and His way is always bigger. It's always better, but it's 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 His way, and so you know, um, you know, think of this: David was you know, um, a shepherd boy, yet God made him to be one of the greatest kings in Israel. Peter was a small business operator in Galilee. Like Jesus called him to lead the church, spread the gospel, not only in Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, Gideon was hiding out in a wine press. 
you know, threshing wheat and just trying to make a living. Yet God called him to overthrow Israel's enemies. And, um, and so, you know, Moses was looking after sheep in the back of the desert, yet God called him to be a liberator and a nation builder. So, you know, I, I just want to put that out that God, that you have a race, you know, and I want you to, to embrace it, that your race, your race is, is, is a big one. It's this life and it's your calling and it's your purpose. And so, you know, maybe a negative religious experience or wrong thinking about God has made you assume God wants to limit your horizons or, you know, curb your potential. But can I just say this? He doesn't. And you can just look at the lives of multiple people in the word of God and see that that's, that anything is possible with him. Amen. So I just want to kind of put out there that we have this race, that this race is, this is in front of us and this is your race to run. Amen. Amen. Nothing, huh? <laughs> you were just filled with so much knowledge. I was just soaking it in. Um, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> you know, someone put in there, slow and steady wins the race. And I'm sorry, I can't remember who now. That's kind of scrolled up. But um, that's actually one of my favorite, like, little stories about the rabbit and the turtle. I am definitely the turtle. But I'm going to get to the end. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it. And I'm going to pass David beside a tree kicking back. Enjoying eating, thinking he still got time while I'm just pacing myself to get to the end. But, um, you know, I think we, we got to also remember our race is not going to always be like somebody else's race. And, um, you know, I think that we can get caught up in comparison, especially as we're, you know, moving in life. But I, I'm a really big uh, believer in progress as long as you're progressing in your walk as long as you're progressing whatever this is that you're you know you're trying to accomplish progression is really important and everyone progresses differently um, you know you can go in in the same household and we can you can change um, you know let's just say meal prepping I, I meal prep on Sundays for the week but you know David we'll, we'll talk about this his progression in eating right is much different than mine we can eat the same thing at the, I mean, obviously different calories, but we can eat the same exact thing and he'll lose weight like instantly. And I'm like, David's eating cake and I'm putting on weight. Everyone. I think we should stop talking about food and things like that until I verify my trainer is not watching anymore. Like, you <laughs> but, know, like this whole, like, you know, roasting each other about food. He watches this and then, you know, have I, to pay for it. I can confirm he is not in the live audience as it stands right now. All right, good. But, but he watches after. Well, what I'm saying is, I'm, and, and I'm not saying he eats it, but I'm saying, you know, typically men's progression in nutrition and and exercise and eating is different than women, and yet we get so frustrated. So we can't be frustrated if our progression in something isn't the same as somebody else's. We got to trust the Lord's timing for us, right? You know, He's our beginning and our He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and Omega. He He knows our beginning. He knows our end, and we got to trust that if we're walking in His leading and we're you know we're in this race of life. That you know we're gonna get to where we're we're headed, but in His timing and trust His timing. Sometimes His timing is not ours, right? His ways are above our ways. That's what 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 the Word of God says. And we can't be frustrated if somebody else uh, makes it to this marker 
and we're still feel like we're pedaling on, you know, an exercise bike, not moving, you know, sometimes our, our, when the Lord's working on us, sometimes we're not making maybe forward progress, but it's something that internally that he's trying to work out because he knows when we get to this point, that if we don't have certain things lined up right in our heart and our spirit and in who we are as a person, that we won't be able to handle the next step. And so I think it's really important to trust the process, even though sometimes it's painful, you know, um, you have to make pit stops, you know, when you're kind of, when you're running like in a marathon, there's certain places that you're stopping and they're giving you drinks and they're giving you a snack before you carry on. We all have pit stops and we're all needing something different in those pit stops. And we got to be careful not to compare ourselves to somebody you, else. You know, it's, yeah. And it's funny. I've viewed, I've always viewed this story and I don't want to get too, too much into this. Um, but I have I've always viewed the story of the tortoise, tor- not always. But in the last few years, I kind of looked at the story of the turtle, tortoise, tortoise, the turtle. The turtle? I, like I combined like tortoise and turtle there um, into one word. But the tortoise and the hare, I, I looked at that story a little differently. And, you know, can I just say this? The, I don't look at it. The, I don't want to be like the turtle. Like, I, I want to be, I, but I don't want to be like the hare. Like, I think that both of them, there's, 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 there's two sides of that. I think both of them really can improve. And can I just be honest with you? The, the, the turtle didn't beat the, the the hare. The hare beat the hare. Can I just can I just say this? It was maybe it's God's plan for you to have gotten to where you've gotten to sooner than you did. You know? Can I just tell you that I believe that God's initial plan for the children of Israel to come out of Egypt was to get into the Promised Land, not spend forty five years in the wilderness. It was their decision, their decisions that caused them to spend that time in the promised land. So can I just tell you that the, the turtle or the hare, the hare just sucked. I mean, I'm just telling you, he just sucked. He was fast, but I mean, he, he didn't pace the race, but he wasn't racing against the turtle. I know the cartoons showed that. He was racing against himself. And, you know, and the reality is, you know, Jesus, Jesus actively encouraged us to enlarge our thinking. He actively encouraged us to make big plans, exercise our faith. He taught us that God deals with us according to our faith. So, you know, I would say this, go ahead and ask the Holy Spirit to inspire your heart to dream dreams and see visions in the future. I mean, because here's the reality, the, the turtle beat himself because he could, have, he could have made it to the destination. But what he did is he didn't pace himself. And to be honest, I'm not really sure the turtle was pacing himself. Maybe the turtle didn't challenge himself. Maybe the turtle could have gotten there faster. Maybe the turtle could have accomplished more and done more. So the moral of that particular book and that particular story is one finished, one didn't. And I guess in that sense, the turtle won. But in the reality, let's look at our journeys and not compare them to the turtle or the hare. But let's compare them to what God really wants us to do. And so I just want to put that out there that, you know, that, you know, slow and steady wins the race. But you know what? Fast and steady or faster and steady or more often and steady or whatever could also accomplish more. So, you know, let's not let's not compare ourselves to either one of them, you know, but in Act, by the way, in Acts 178, he replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times. And they're not for you to know. He said this, he said, but we always start with the eighth verse. It says we'll receive power. But the verse before that is really important. The father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they're not for you to know, but you'll receive power for that. You know, so we always say you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes on you, but power for what power in just in time, right? For the journey, you'll receive power to pace the race. And so, you know, um, 
and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And so, you know, it's, you got to look at it this way. It's not about us, right? It's not about me and it's not about you. Um, I mentioned this a few weeks back. Um, you know, the Bible obviously is the number one book of all time. Um, some, something that's up there in, um, in a nonfiction book is, uh, you know, 34 million copies plus copies in over 70 different languages, The Purpose Driven Life. And it's one of the best selling nonfiction books of all times. And chapter one of the book opens up with four simple words. And it says, it's not about you. And Rick Warren understood that the fundamental key to finding purpose in life is to focus on other people. And I think that, you know, as we're talking about pace in the race, it's important that, you know, we'll get burned out if we make it about us. But if we make it about other people, then we're, then we're really tied in into the principle that the Bible is all about. You know, it's, it's not about us, right? There's a difference between making you know, big plans and making grand plans. Big plans can be self-focused, but grand plans are other-focused. Well, I was kind of thinking about a, a message of, a, oh, shoot, I just passed it. Um, we were talking with someone last week, and the scripture was sent out about the race, and my response was slow and steady. But I guess even in this talk, I'm kind of thinking, you know, maybe slow and steady is not, it could be fast, right? But it seems like just steady and consistent, committed to the process. And this is, you fall down, you get back up. And that, and it gets you to your goal. I think that's what we always got to keep in mind as our goal in the end. And that was a, a text message, probably the first part of last last week between um, some people and I. But um, it's staying committed. You have to be committed to live a life for Christ, right? You have to be committed. You have to not only acknowledge that, hey, you have a need for it, but I'm committed to it. And then, what are you going to do to fuel your fuel yourself in that race and walk with the Lord? Um, and I, and I'm. I, actually picturing in a marathon where you have racers, you know, someone that's in the race and someone falls and that you have those people that come back and like, you're going to finish this race. And have you ever seen one of those images of on one of those marathons where there's rate, you know, other people, participants in the race that come up alongside and literally almost practically carry someone over the finish line. Isn't that just like our, our walk with faith that sometimes we need somebody to pick us up dust us off and pull us forward. And um, thank God, maybe you're in, you're in a season where you're one of those people. I think it's going to be, let's go back to not only about our race, right? Because it's not about us. That's what we were just talking about. It's not just about you, but sometimes there's seasons and parts of that race that it's not about someone helping you, but you're literally picking somebody up and carrying them to the next place, the next pit stop, the next place that they're going to be able to get, you know, change some of their thinking, get breakthrough, whatever. Mm -hmm. And we might be, you know, I think that's about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. How are you sensitive to the Holy Spirit? God, you have to be in his word. Yeah. It always comes back to committed and consistency of being in the word of God and knowing yeah. what it does for you and that it actually iron sharpens iron. It helps us be able to pick up somebody else when they need it too. So it's not always about us. And we always, a lot of times we approach the word of God for us and it is for our spirit, man. But sometimes when we're, putting that in, it really has nothing to do with us. It's going to be about that divine connection, that encounter with someone. And the Lord's going to put something in our spirit that's going to help us be able to have the words or the wisdom, not of us, but of God, the wisdom of God to impart into somebody else. Amen. Amen. Let's look at the word pace for a second. You know, just the definition, um, it's, definitions are so great, right? And, and there's a couple of them I want to point out here. The, the, second, the second one, it says a consistent 
And well, let me look at the first one first. A single step. This is not one that you would think of when you think of pace, but this is the first definition that pops up when you Google it. A single step taken when, when walking or running. So number one, <clears throat> a pace, when you say pace the race or you look at a race track like the one behind us, right, you, you think of a pace car and you, <clears throat> you, know, you automatically think of the entire journey. When you say pace the race, the title itself, you automatically can't help but think of the entire journey, the entire race from start to finish, right? Because the phrase speaks, you know, pacing the race, but it, you have to break it down in small bites. And the definition of pace is, is so small, a single step taken when walking or running. So every step is a pace. And then, and then the last part of that walking or running, you know, I want to point out, but I want to carry that into definition two, consistent and continuous speed. Now listen, you go, wait a second, how can I run the same speed the entire race? You don't. You got to listen to the whole thing. Continue, consistent and continuous speed in walking, running, or moving. So there's going to be times when you walk, there's going to be times when you run, but you're always going to move. Hey, there's probably going to be times you're going to crawl. I mean, there's Absolutely. definitely been seasons of my walk that I've been crawling, barely making it. Pace your crawl. Yeah, pace it. doesn't matter. Progression. No matter how little, I, I'm a big component believer of you know, progression, no matter how small it is, at least you're moving somewhere and you're, you're growing in some area. So, um, you know, sometimes we're crawling and thank God for the people that come along us behind us and help us uh, crawl a little faster sometimes, but, um, it's still movement and it's still forward. Don't, you know, don't, um, don't downplay even when you're crawling, if you're still moving forward, that's, what's important. You're still moving forward. Yeah, don't, yeah, absolutely. Don't let the enemy, the enemy will try to say, you're not moving fast enough. You're not, you're not excelling enough. You're not, you know, you're not getting anywhere. And, you know, you'll buy into that because the world and the ambition of the world, you know, teaches us those types of things. But the one thing they fail to teach is how many people give up because they can't make it. And the ones who have made it don't really have the secret sauce, amen? Because here's the thing, this whole deal is about one thing and one thing only, that God created the heavens and the earth, right? He made man in his image. He built this whole thing, designed this whole thing, created this whole thing for his glory, his purpose. And when it's all over, that's all that's gonna matter. So the reality is they're running someone else's race a lot of times. And so can I just say this? You know, we need to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And if we look to him, he didn't just have big plans to improve his own life. I want you to hear this. If you want to pace the race, you got to get the right perspective, as Diana's been talking about, for the race. And the race is not your race for you. He had he had grand plans. He didn't just have big plans to improve his life. He had grand plans which helped the lives of others. You know, right from the beginning, when, when he came out of the river and he was baptized, he recognized that the provision and opportunities that God had given him were not for him. You know, he, he came out of the, the river, Jordan, baptized, and then immediately went said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, right? And, and so others can hear the good news. Others can find freedom. Others can be healed and, and have dignity. And so when Jesus' followers, that's you and I, right, expressed their own personal desire, your own personal desire for greatness, Jesus didn't rebuke our desire, but he gave it focus. 
Because he knows this, that if it, if it were just about our desire and it's just about our plans, then not only is that not his purpose for us, it's not his best purpose for us, it doesn't last and it's not fulfilling. And, you know, so he didn't rebuke that desire. He gave it focus. And so I think this, that, you know, thank God, he, you know, he put that ambition in me, but he also put it in check. And he taught the greatness in the kingdom of God is linked on how we use our lives to serve others. And that's what it's really all about. In the times where I've spent going around the mountain is when I've taken my eyes off of the purpose for the race in general. And I, I, those words I just thought of immediately would be artificial and counterfeits mm-hmm. to be careful, you know, that we recognize, um, you know, godly advice godly motivation we recognize that versus counterfeits you know i'm kind of can think of you know sugar you can eat a bunch of sugar and it'll give you a quick high to be able to finish through your day but who's ever had a a nosedive after eating you know something you know a big cookie a nosedive because it was artificial it really wasn't going to fuel your body properly but it was enough to give you a high be careful for counterfeits and you know following um temporary movements I don't want to be, in, you know, I don't want to say anything against anything because I think whatever gets you going is a good thing, but don't fill your life with artificial counterfeits and replace, you know, the real word of God. There's nothing like the real thing, baby. <laughs> Remember that song? There's nothing oh, like the real thing. Yeah. So in Philippians 2, Paul encourages us to have the same mindset that Jesus had, a mindset that said it's not about me. You want to know how to pace the race? Listen, I don't care. I don't care what kind of race you're in. You, you listen, if you make that race about you in the kingdom of God, it's it's over before it ever begins. And so let me ask some questions as we wrap up day one uh, tomorrow. We're going to get into like small steps. We're going to get into, um, you know, tomorrow we're going to get into uh, one step at a time and talking about, you know, getting into, you know, pacing the race. And we're going to have a really, really good week. Um, the Holy Spirit's going to move. I believe that we're going to really learn some stuff. A couple of questions to get, kind of get us thinking, right, about our future. So number one here, do, do I have big plans or do I have grand plans? Do I have big plans or do I have grand plans? Big plans are about me. Grand plans. Grand plans, right? They're about, they're about God. They line up with what his word says. They're about people. Whose life will be better because of my influence in the next 12 months? That's a good question. I'll challenge you. Who, <laughs> you know, I want to make a difference. Huh? I, that will challenge me. Like to say that, it's like, oh, you know who? It'll challenge me. Um, I feel like I've tried as a parent to kind of implement that. There's been a lot of things that Ash and I have gone to, even something as simple as a store and had an encounter with someone and think, I hope that that person's better for, you know, that interaction. But, um, you know, it's true. Who will I? You know, at the end of the at the end of a year, you're going to have to go back, or at least for me, I think that's probably something I'll do at the end of this year. Is who was impacted? You know, and there's some people that we impact that we'll never know, but um, you know, looking back at the fruit of of what I've what I've done this year, did I make a difference in somebody's life? And say, hey, if someone's made a difference in your life, tell them. That's an encouragement because sometimes you're living life and running your race, and you feel like you're doing a good thing, but then you end the day and like. You know, really, did I did I make a difference? Did I did I share you know what the Lord's done for me? Did I? So if you have someone in your life that is encouraging you, 
tell them. Well, and it's don't wait till next year. I know yeah. Dinah was. I know what Dinah was going saying. She said, "I'm gonna go back and analyze this question because she plans on doing it. She plans on she plans on putting it into action. But stop now today, and before you say whose life will be better because of my influence in the next 12 months, say whose life have I impacted in the last 12 months? Who have I impacted? And you know what? Be honest with yourself. And if it's if it's not enough, don't be condemning. Don't let the enemy bring condemnation. But flip that around and say, you know what? I'm going to learn from that. And today, forward, I'm going to pace the race, and I'm going to look. If you're going too fast, if you if you if you if you're, you're gonna you're gonna you can't stop and smell the roses, so to speak. You can't stop and touch the lives that God has for you. If you're going too slow, you know you you might miss the boat, so to speak, of of lives and and, and that God has for you to impact. So pace the race go 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 in his pace sometimes you're crawling sometimes you're walking sometimes you're running sometimes you're sprinting sometimes you're getting in my car with 617 horsepower and you're flooring it sometimes sometimes you're on a that would some, not be david <laughs> sometimes you're fast sometimes you're slow so whose life will be better because of my influence in the next 12 months here's another one if god answered all my prayers today listen to this one if he answered all my prayers today would anyone else's life be helped? That's good, Eddie, your little analogy there. Here's another one. What gifts and opportunities has God given me? You need to think about this today. What might be the higher purpose for these gifts and opportunities? Has he gifted me? Has he given me talent? Has he given me abilities? And then, yes, what are those? Identify them. And then, here's the best, most important part. What might be the higher purpose for these gifts and opportunities today? Amen. Amen. Pace your race. We're going to get into it this week. Delve, dive, step, jump, leap, fully on. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys have enjoyed the first day of Pace Your Race. Um, it is Monday. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. As we are leaving, I want to remind you guys of a couple of things. Number one, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single morning. It is completely free for you guys to opt into simple little text to start your day off just in the right way from Dave. But you can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. It's completely free to you guys. Please join it if you guys would like it. To everybody who watches us live, all the comments that we get um, on YouTube and Facebook, we appreciate you guys always being with us live. It means the world to us to see your, your comments all the time. That being said, if you happen to miss a live airing of the episode, you can always catch us on the replay on YouTube every day at 12 o'clock. We have it uploaded as well on all of our audio podcasting platforms the main ones being apple spotify and google podcast you can always find it on there um make sure you subscribe to us if you ever take us on the go to anybody who's listening on replay watching on replay or listening on any of the audio sources you guys can join us live every single morning at 8 30 a.m est live on facebook and youtube you can search david villa game changer to find us or David Villa Game Changer Podcast, and you'll be able to find us easily. Summer 21 drop is up on faithgear.co. We have a very, very limited supply on a couple of items that we just dropped, so make sure you grab them while you can. It's going to be at least three weeks before when we order new stuff to get it back into stock, so grab it if you want it. This week's featured Bible plan is Unfair Advantage. It's a four-day reading plan on the YouVersion, the Bible on YouVersion, and the Bible app. Make sure you guys go check it out. Give it a read. Give it a subscribe. Let us know what you think of it, but thank you all for listening. We hope you guys join us tomorrow for Pace Your Race Day 2. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Hope you have a wonderful Monday. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.